Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. Shit, I guess I could clink. Hold on, hold on. Let's just do a copy with Crachel situation right now. R.I.P. Oh my out. god. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. We're coming for your fucking brand. Yeah. Rising from the ashes. <laughs> it's We're us. the queers now, bitch. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that. Just Great. coming to the podcast hot and super aggressive right at the yeah. jump, you know? It's Aquarius season, you know? Fuck, you're right. Ugh. Nothing like a cold and distant start to a podcast. <laughs> yeah, cold and, and distant, but also just, like, stewing in anger for no yep. reason. <laughs> it's Aquarius season, baby. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's time. We're here. Hello. Welcome to Into the Twilight. We are here. We are stealing other people's brands. Yes. And we're clink clinking. Yes, bitch. Yes. <laughs> Back in the st- we, I feel so more, so much more vulnerable now that, but also more at home without a guest. I agree. I, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but it does feel weird. It feels slightly <laughs> more intimate, right? Now, interesting. Which, <laughs> which, like, that is, it feels so odd to say because this is like the whole thing. Right. This is like what we do. Yeah. This is our shit. One. One would even say, like, this is how we do it. (laughs) I suppose one could say that. It's also very weird to just say that without singing it. (laughs) Right, it's a weird phrase. (laughs) Not in, like, an iambic pentameter sort of flair, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You know how Billy Shakes would say it? (laughs) You know, like, my man B Shakes. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he first wrote, this is how we do it. You're right, that sounds awful in my mouth. It's, it's weird to say it without doing, like, a dance move as well. Right, like, yeah. You gotta get a little groove in there, you know? Right, exactly. Welcome to Into the Twilight, where you gotta get a little bit of a groove to it. Yeah, get into the groove, as Madonna once said. Oh my god. Just throwing out wow. all the musical references right now. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the musical episode, yeah. finally. <laughs> this is a music podcast, I don't know if y'all <laughs> knew that. Um, finally. Yeah. The most qualified. Yeah, the music section of this podcast has been dormant for, I don't know, about three years, but I think it's time to finally bust it out, you know what I mean? Like all good shows <laughs> of yore, yeah. there's always one musical episode. Right. It's true. And sometimes they're the best ones. Buffy. Yep. Cody, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing good, uh, because our girl, our woman, Haley oh. Williams, is back. Oh my god. Yes. Are you kidding me? Yes. On no, her I own, mean, I'm not kidding you. Doing solo work. Released a song. It's very good. Called Simmer. It fucking rips. It's very powerful. It's so good. She's just angry. In like a very good like mature anger 
and it's her just being like, yeah, fuck it. And the video is great. And she's just like running around naked in the woods. I pulled that shit on my TV because I respect cinema. <laughs> I, mean, As you, I mean, that's fair. I'm a cinephile. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> for okay. Miss Williams. Uh, Under, I mean, yeah. she deserves it. She so does. that's fair. She does. She's so good. Everything about Haley Williams makes me feel nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It just makes me, I'm, I'm just so proud, yeah. I think. Yes. That, like, when I think about my youth, she's there. Right. When I think about my adulthood, she's also there. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I think I'm very grateful that, like, she has continued mm-hmm. throughout my life. And I think she will continue as well. Um, that yes. makes me very happy, personally. Uh, we stand a legend. Yes, I just keep thinking about, like, the Paul Rudd hot ones of just, like, hey, hey. <laughs> Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my poster of Paramore from 2009 that was on my, like, bedroom wall in high school. Look at us. Who would have thought we'd be here now? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> Honestly, not me. <laughs> no, but I'm glad. I'm glad for it. I agree. Yeah, yeah I'm... I'm very thankful. How the fuck are you, my dude? Well, um, with every good news is also bad news. Oh, you no. You know, that is, <laughs> that is the circle of life. Um, yep. With uh-huh. every rise is fall, you know, it is the balance of forces. And so with, with such a high that is Haley, um, you know, with with one legend, right? You know, comes the comes the fall of another, and so this is quite a setup, I'll say. <laughs> and so it was a shame today when I when I woke up and found out the bad news that we we lost we lost a legend today, um, and it's hard to think about. Oh my god! <laughs> because he's been around for generations um and you know like when I think about when I think about it and I think about joy and I think about terror I think of him you know he truly is what I would think of as like the spider monkey you know (laughs) but it's a shame and I don't, I hope that by the time that you all are listening to this, that you have heard, um, but Mr. Peanut's gone. I've never been more upset <laughs> in my entire <laughs> Like, I knew, the second you started fake crying, I knew that's where you were going with this. And I was just, like, bubbling up anger. <laughs> just so immediately. <laughs> and I just harvested over that for the entire time we were monologuing. That was the worst part of my day today. This whole fucking Twitter <laughs> shit of people just doing the marketing for fucking Peanuts Corp, whatever, for them. All yeah. these fucking unpaid Twitter buckos just like hanging out, making goofs. <laughs> Which is also how I identify. I'm a Twitter bucko. I also am a Twitter bucko. However, honestly. just doing some free fucking marketing. Yeah. For nothing. I, I was so angry. I was so angry. Why are you upset about Peanuts, Mr. Peanut dying? Please um, inform me. <laughs> it's so 
chaotic. And I, something about Mr. Peanut, he looks like Ray Romano to me. A little. Yeah, <laughs> no, if you, if you put a monocle on Ray Romano, that's the same guy. And something about Mr. Peanut dying, I was, I became distinctly aware that, like, Ray Romano will also die. <laughs> and that, I think, is what made me the most sad today, is that, like, every time that I saw someone being, like, Mr. Peanut died, I was like, oh my god. Like, our heroes will die. Like, Ray Romano is gonna die. I swear to god, I was gonna ask you if you think this is, like, could be, like, a, re- a way for kids to, like, come to terms with, like, mortality and shit but that's just you you are doing this this is helping you this is happening to actual people people i trust and respect i don't like endings i don't know what you want me to say oh my god listen fuck mr peanut uh I agree. All billionaires I, should be dead. <laughs> like, I agree. Like, eat the rich. Literally. Right? The, right? Yeah, fuck them. I agree. I agree. And I I agree completely. Uh-huh. Because he was... He was a rich bitch. Right? And yeah. I agree. There's something about, like, why... Why was Mr. Peanut asking other people to eat his kind right i have kind of a twisted little bitch (laughs) that's kind of like that's like on some christian gray shit right there you know what i mean like el james probably got down with the business there (laughs) but there's something about going on twitter right now is just a personal hellfire for me right now that like Even though this is so capitalist in nature, the Mm -hmm. idea of it is incredibly chaotic, and I, for a moment, just need something to help me tune out, and that did it for me. Yeah. Listen, I'm down with the waves of chaos, you know? I'm in it. And just the idea that, like, there was a whole ad that, in in theory, like, showed his death was (laughs) incredibly wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. So... If they weren't cowards, know. they'd run that shit. Are you kidding me? Exactly. Um, and what Chris said is if they weren't cowards, they would just stay in mourning for like a year or forever. <laughs> really like They would never get a new, they'd never get a new Mr. Peanut. They would just always stay in mourning, which yeah. I really love. No, that's good. So. That's good. That's, that's what I'm bringing to the space today as my goodness. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's Mr. Peanut's death. A.K. I just don't want Ray Romano to die. Hey, that's fair, you know. Uh, but we do have some actual relevant current events. Ooh. Um, A.K. We just have like one current event yeah. this week. Fuck um, the other ones. This is important. Cody, you brought this to the space this week, so I, I'd love for you to be able to do the honors of presenting your show and tell. Yeah, of course. Hold on. What? Hold on one minute while I lead you into Case Two Corner. <laughs> Welcome back to Case Two Corner, everyone. It's back! It's back. Had to had to keep you off your tails for a little bit. Gotta like ward you off the scent. You know what I mean? Can't always oh expect God. it. You know? 
Got to get a little mystery in there. You made me want it. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> I'm just edging you this whole podcast. Anyway, welcome that. to K-Stu Corner. Mostly K-Stu fucking rom-com news, baby. K-Stu and the Queer Sack Lunch Bunch. Thank you. We've been on this beat for, I don't know, like two years two maybe years. now at this point. <laughs> Because we thought it was going to come out, like, end of 2018, and they're like, no, 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 don't worry about it. It'll be 2019. And then it was end of 2019, and we didn't hear anything for a whole year. But now, we're getting a lot of news. Things are moving forward. This is the holiday gay rom-com, happiest season uh, that K-Stu is in, that Clea Duvall is writing and directing, and all this shit, Uh. and Mackenzie Davis is in it. And they just got some banger fucking casting news. They wanted to make sure that we were horny for it. <laughs> I and I, I'm I haven't been hornier for anything more in my at, life. In my life. In my. And I in- saw Ocean's Eight. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This it is off the chains. Uh, mostly okay. Allison Brie. Yes. Aubrey Plaza. Uh, Are you fuck Dan Levy? Levy, whatever. They're uh, all so hot. Oh my god. I'm I, so upset. I'm fuming with anger. <laughs> I'm just... I'm so angry. Uh, I want them all to kiss each other in the movie. At once. And yes, I agree. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've never... Yes, I've never agreed more with anything you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just so beautiful. It's it's honestly infuriating, and it makes me so angry. Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, I, if this was what we were waiting for, then I, it was worth, it was worth all the time. Yes. It was worth everything. Yes. I can't, I could not have asked for a better cast of folks. Of, and I'm so excited to see what this final product will be. Yeah. Um, of just the, the smirks the yeah all the little like side eyes all the little just ooh yeah i'm i'm so incredibly excited to see case do who's so small yeah and mackenzie davis who gives off i saw someone on twitter say that mackenzie davis gives off strong 63 energy <laughs> and i could not agree more that's true um, yeah because I think Mackenzie Davis is like 5'10", but she does give off very strong, like, 6'3 energy. Yeah, very Elizabeth Debicki energy. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, and I I cannot wait. I will be, this comes out according to The Hollywood Reporter, which has all of this news. Mm-hmm. It is supposed to come out this year on November 20th, and I will be in theater. <laughs> Several days before yeah. to make sure that the like film arrives safely. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. so excited. I was gonna get Hollywood. the prints and just load them just do some inspection checks, just yep. load them in. She's gonna canvas outside the theaters, just be like, Hey, yeah. please see this movie. <laughs> yes. I'm I'm so excited that it's supposed to be like a holiday movie that is not that is not like a sad that is not supposed to be like a sad gay movie, you right. know. Like, I'm I'm just excited for what all this is supposed to be. Oh God, I'm, it's gonna be so worth it. 
It is. I'm. I just want it. I want it right now, even though it's not <laughs> holiday time. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm very much looking forward to this. So I'm very glad that this news dropped. And it's if it's the only news that we get this week, I'm thankful for it. Um, and I will just be counting down until the next holiday season when we get more information. Uh, and I swan to John, if we do not get it this year, I will actually riot. <laughs> we will riot in the streets, all of you. <laughs> we're, we're all going. Yeah. One, it will be Buckwild because this year will be the fourth anniversary of our podcast. Oh my gosh, you're right. Which is terrifying because yeah. this year will be the next actual election, which is how I keep track of our podcast. Right, that's how time works in our brains. That's how time. That's how time do. Um, and so regardless of how this election goes, I will need something to get my mind off of it. Um, and this movie will be that thing. And so it's just like, please let this movie exist. Like, we just, we need it. Regardless. So... I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm fucking stoked. I'm already ready. I'm already at the theater. Like, I'm, right. already, I'm already Recording there. live. <laughs> yep. From underneath the seat of this AMC theater, it's uh, very sticky and dark and also loud. Yeah. So, okay. I have a listener email. Hell yeah. From one of our new patrons. Yes. A Sydney... Benich, I honestly, Sydney, I don't know, Sydney, hi, I don't know how to say your last name, so I'm sorry. That's on um, us, that's on us. That's my bad, <laughs> yeah. but also, Sydney, hi. Okay. Welcome. Um, hi, Sydney, welcome. I fucked up your name already. <laughs> All right, Sydney, I'm gonna read your message now. Um, Sydney, you, I'm... Actually, you know what? I am going to read your niceties because you know what? We deserve it. <laughs> all right. Hi, I love your podcast so much. I binged it all last spring when I was writing my college thesis. What the fuck? I, it truly helps me <laughs> through that trying time. I now listen to it at work and actually got all my coworkers obsessed with a podcast as well. Sydney, what the fuck? She's starting an <laughs> army, a legion. <laughs> Holy shit. Sydney, a legion. <laughs> I fell a little behind and am now catching up on your episodes about you, season one, and it made me think of a show I think you both genu might genuinely like if you haven't watched it already. Because you has a character named Blythe, it reminded me that Netflix has a show called Anne with an E that has a character named Gilbert Blythe. Have you watched this show, Cody? I haven't. I know people that love it, though. Me too. Yeah. I also I and not people got it. very upset that it was canceled. Oh, it got canceled. Hey, did. Yeah. we do love a good show that got canceled. Hey. Um. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the show is like the opposite of anything you all have reviewed before. It has examples of healthy relationships, indigenous storylines written by indigenous writers. Oh my gosh! What a twist. <laughs> uh, good LGBT plus. Our LGBTQ plus representation, conversations about consent, etc. Whoa, Sydney, hold the brakes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hold the brakes. I love listening to your takes on everyone's problematic fave stories and current pop culture, but sometimes you just have to cleanse with a nice, wholesome show. And for me, that is Anne with an E. Oh. I think you would genuinely enjoy it. And if you ever reviewed it for like a bonus episode for your patrons, I'd be genuinely interested in your thoughts on it. Excited to finally be a patron. 
Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, Anna with a Knee sounds like a show that is too good for us. Right. We didn't deserve it. That's why God <laughs> killed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Netflix smited it down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in such a cruel, <laughs> sick way. Stephanie Meyer personally shoved a stake through its They heart. fucking, they, they torched the <laughs> Anna with an E and they're like, you know what you deserve? The circle. Go fetch. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Have your fucking trash pile. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to get back into the world of trash? Back to business, baby. Back to bitchness. Oh, you know, nice, dude. Hashtag girl you... boss. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag lean in, ladies. Can we? <laughs> Can you please kill me now? <laughs> Let me die. Yes. <laughs> How many people do you think have gotten a girl boss tattoo? Stop. Just like, I stop. <laughs> I, just that thought. Oh, my God. So there's. Oh, my God. I hate. I hate it. I hate it. Just like on their wrists, you know, oh or like their knuckles. Can no, you imagine st- the knuckles? Oh, my God. Girl boss. <laughs> okay. That's fucking sick as hell. If it's in, like, Comic Sans or just, like, totally, I like, full, fully laced with irony, like, I'm so down for that knuckle tat situation. I think that's but, great. But not, like, not, like, G-I-R-L, but, like, girl, like, riot girl, girl boss. <laughs> girl like, boss. <laughs> oh, that's gonna give me nightmares for a couple yeah, of days. Fantastic. Personally. Love it. Um, anyway, back to fucking this show that we talked about. Back to bitchness. Yeah. Um, how many okay. TV shows do you think I've said that? Okay. Anyways. Uh, so the last time that we left off. Yes. Um, 400 years ago. <laughs> a calendar year ago, I think. Um, the last thing that we learned about was that Henderson had had a secret, like, toy room. Yes. So Joe had gotten, had, like, snatched... Henderson's laptop. Sorry, I'm just, like, so bored with this plot line. Um, <laughs> and then he had found out that Henderson had a secret room, but he had not been in there yet. Bum, bum. So that is where we had left off last time. So now, back in the saddle again. But not really, because when this episode starts, we're back into flashback territory oh, with Joseph. God, it sucks so bad. Do you not, sorry, do you not like learning about Joseph and his tortured life growing right. up? He was just so sad. He was a sad boy with bad parents. You don't like learning about his abusive father oh. and how it's inevitably going to end up with tragedy? Oh. Because that's... It's so obvious in the foreshadowing. Uh, right. <laughs> if only I had someone to tell me why he's like this. <laughs> if only I had, had a grayscale, fucking moody-ass, out-of-focus fucking vignette of his past <laughs> that I could understand this boy better. This killer boy. No, yeah. I don't fuck. Stop. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's really something. And I really hate it. Yeah. I'm not interested in all, like, coloring the fucking interior of Joe Goldberg. 
No, but the the coloring of the actual scene is very Twilight, though. It's bad, is what it is. <laughs> it's very it's very gray and blue. Yeah. In case you weren't aware that like that's what the past always looks like. I didn't like the think 80s. a flashback could look worse than sepia, but this is somehow worse than that. It's just so gray. It's very. There's, I would say, a surmountable shade amount of shades of gray. <laughs> All right, fuck and off. <laughs> what? Fuck off. What? Just because I teed you up for that one doesn't mean you had to take it. But I did. But you did. <laughs> All right, so they get back into present time, and it's just Joe staring at Sleepy Love. Yeah. Um, and. You know, when you're sleeping with your partner and she has to call her twin brother back because he called several times the night before. In the middle of them, like, smooching and getting it on. You know what I mean? Just like... Yeah, when you do. Like, Love was just, like, seconds away from giving Joe head and she's like, hold on, one moment. (laughs) I've just reminded of something I must do. (laughs) I'm just so curious what the writers think boundaries are between siblings. Yeah. And and I personally don't know what they are because I don't have siblings. (laughs) Right. But I know from just general observation that this is And human interaction, you know, just living your life with other people. Just like life. Yeah. Um, that this isn't, this isn't how it works. And that you certainly, unless in porn, don't talk to your twin brother on the phone while also giving your boyfriend a hand job. Right. Because that's what, not. What they are setting up here is just like a weird fucking universe in which they are like in love with each other. It doesn't make yep. any sense outside of that. It is so coded as just like. 40 is super, you know, doesn't know how to live his life and needs love for all these things or whatever. But, like, again, there's no semblance of boundaries, so it's just like, oh, well, yeah, we'll we'll fuck when 40's passed out in the corner of our room or whatever, or we'll, like, do... I'll be calling him on the phone when we're fucking, basically. Like, just... That's not how any of this happens nope. in real life. That's not what... Mm, I don't, mm, I hate it. It's a bad dynamic no. and I hate it. No, that's, um, that's pretty nasty. Yeah, it's, yeah. Actually. It's for sure nasty. Straight nasty. Uh, it's, um, those are some boundaries that <laughs> please don't do that, actually. Yeah. yeah, hear me out? Don't. Whereas Joe's like, oh yeah, I get to have sex for the third time in my life. <laughs> What's yeah. up? Yeah, Joe's like, oh yeah, I get to have sex with love. And 40. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I 40 also this. does love Joe, right? Like, I think so. 40 loves I Joe. Like, I feel like the only, like, dissenting party in this is love. Right. Well, also, Whereas, Joe hates 40. <laughs> for sure. Well. <laughs> but Joe, or 40 loves Joe. He's like, man, let's fucking talk about my screenplay. Let's fucking hang out, dude. Let's just fucking vibe. And yeah, but love yes, definitely doesn't Quinn, want that to happen. The Quinn siblings love Joe. Yes. For some <laughs> unexplicable both, reason. They both 
love him. Yeah, gross. Which, uh, can't relate <laughs> at all. Um, we also find a little, out a little bit more information about Ellie. Beautiful teenager. Yeah. Understands everything about the world. She has unpacked that there is spyware on her phone. Nice. Got she it. She is onto these adults. Um, AKA, she's onto Joe. Right. Which, he's doing his laundry and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> she thinks it's her sister, but it's me. Damn it. Shit. I'm not good at being a spy. I am not good at this very obvious application I put on her phone. Bop. Um, we also find out that, like, I don't know, there's, like, this fake project that she's doing, but... Um, I think we found out last time that she's supposed to be an intern for Henderson. Yeah, I think. just a 15-year-old intern for, like, a, a middle-aged comedian. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> yeah. What the hell could she possibly be doing? Yeah. There's no way she's having fun. <laughs> like, no. There's no, nothing there's appealing no about this. No. I feel like the only thing that she could possibly be doing in, like, reality would just be taking photos of people like sure yeah people just come up to uh henderson and be like hi can we get a photo and <laughs> she's just forced to be that person she's just like slinging merch <laughs> yes literally doing tech yeah. at the shows <laughs> yeah just the most boring shit yeah um we also find out henderson is gone he's in like new orleans or some shit and so chris um what is his actual name Chris Delia. Delia. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, Chris, I don't care what his name is. Um, the actor is, like, gone. Henderson, also gone. Plot twist is because they're the same person. <laughs> what? <I> just, <laughs> um, and so Joe, of course, has decided, because he is gone, um, he's decided to break into Henderson's house. Very fun Because he and needs chill. to find out about the secret toy room. Because, sure. Right. I don't know. Like, I See, if Joe had any, like, social cues, he would just, like, get that a toy room is, like, a sex room. You know, like, like, he would just get that and be like, right, fair enough, probably don't have to investigate super closely. Might just be an adult kinky thing. Yeah, but Joe I would... has never met another human being in his life. <laughs> he, he and he's know. also, I guess, like, not Googled it before, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird, because he's so good at Googling, you know? Yeah, apparently he's just, like, such an internet expert that you thought you'd be able to figure this out before. But I guess not. Yeah, um, whatever. And so while he's there, he figures out that in his, like, 20s home, there is actually this secret room, and he finds this, like, box of Polaroids that Henderson has... Of underage girls, and they're all, like, sort of naked, and one of them includes Delilah, which, like, of course it does, because right. that was not obvious. So um, that's Delilah's entire plotline. Yeah, because it couldn't be that she was, like, taking care of her sister, it couldn't be that she was, like, a writer and a publisher mm -hmm. and taking care of his apartments, it had to be that she was, like, I don't know. It's, just, it's very, like, the whole Me Too movement that we talked about last time. Right. And so, Joe, instead of leaving them in the house and, like, calling the fucking cops, decides, 
oh, here's a good idea. I'm going to just take them to Delilah's house and leave them on her fucking apartment doorstep. Yeah, that won't scare the fucking shit out of her. Yeah, and, like, what the hell is she going to do with them now that they aren't linked to his apartment? They just have his fingerprints on them. For someone so supposedly good at crime, which he isn't, but let's, for the argument's sake here, he's pretty bad at crime. (laughs) He's pretty bad at understanding what makes a crime a crime and how he, like, sets up all these little... Little pathways so that people will never trace it back to him. He doesn't think for a goddamn second that taking the photos out of somewhere would totally erase any, like, link or credibility to a theory. What? We've been through this, Joe. You did this. I just don't get how he doesn't realize, like, they're, at this point now, they're just photos. Yeah. What, what, what do you want her to do about it? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, God, anyways, um, yeah, the idea of, like, coming home and looking at your apartment stoop, and now there's just photos of all various stages of, like, naked women, including you from when you were younger and, like, kind of sort of remember, but were also still drugged up, sounds incredibly traumatizing and terrifying. Yeah. And so, like, she still knows that like cop guy and she's thinking about calling him but again even when she will like eventually call him what the fuck else is this gonna do like there's nothing tying this to him it doesn't even matter so um we find out next that um joe and love are of course still like hanging out and everything's like great or whatever um, but it's a secret. Yeah, and they can't they can't tell Forty because everything would be ruined. Because um, he would literally lose his goddamn mind. Yeah. Um, so they're just like sneaking around this place where they actually work together. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> uh, they're adults. Um, and Joe gets bombarded with a brunch with Love and all of her friends. So, they all get to meet, and it, I don't know, seems to go pretty fine, I guess? Yeah. Um, I don't know, they talk about, like, doctors and, like, vaxxing and stuff, and I don't, I don't know, it seemed yeah, like... just a fun millennial brunch, you know? Yeah, just, just folks being, they seem like, I don't know borderline like they don't vaccinate (laughs) um and some of them don't believe in western medicine which i don't know like that's their choice i guess um whatever um that makes me personally a little nervous since like they're feeding they're like serving food and stuff but like whatever um and it all seems, like, fine and good and whatever. Um, then 40 arrives because, hi, this is still a piece of entertainment. Right. Um, and he throws an absolute fit because he's a child. Right. Um, and he's, like, it's, like, so obvious that you and Love are hooking up and how dare you lie to me. 
I'm like your best friend and also we're related and also Joe I love you so like I don't understand right. uh, <laughs> help I'm stop um and also I like brunch too so I don't understand why you didn't invite me um and then he because I'm always down to brunch okay brunch I just is really life. left out I fucking love brunch don't you see my shirt? It says, I always love brunch. I don't understand. <laughs> I got an avocado toast tattoo, dude, and you were there for that, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> I fucking love brunch. I'll do mimosas all day, baby. We don't work real jobs, m- mostly. We're just, like, hanging out in the middle of the day, always. Don't you see this neon sign above me? It says, brunch is life. I don't <laughs> get it. <laughs> what about me? Does not say brunch. Yeah, I am brunch- personified dude and then he spills joe's orange juice all over him and leaves so yeah which is a power move yeah it is because orange juice is like very hard to clean up you know yeah yeah you're making a statement with that one yeah um so i do love that immediately after this it just cuts to love like angrily baking a cake (laughs) it is a mood it's really good. She's just so pissed, like, her head's on her hand, and she's just, like, stirring really hard, and she's just like, fuck this. Like, I just, I'm just gonna bake a cake to fucking feel something. Which, like, yeah, you know what? I get it. Listen, we all do different things to cope with our stress, and right. I stress baking is indeed a mood, so I get it. I understand that. Yeah. Um, I... I am proud of Joe, and I don't say that often, um, but I am proud of Joe. <laughs> Strong words. Um, for suggesting that the love and 40 needs some boundaries. Right. Because I think that that could have and kind of went over poorly. <laughs> um, right. And he was like, you know, I understand 40 wants to be included, so, like, I get it. Let's try to include him. But, you know, I think that that's difficult. Right. But it's also, like, the same shit with it Beck, too, where it's, like, he's not doing it for love's betterment. He's doing no. it because he's, like, 40's taking up too much of your time, which is supposed to be with me. Right. I agree. And I see him as a fucking threat. Because you're fucking all weird doing stuff whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> you fucking weirdos i'm trying to just be in a relationship with you whatever and i want to own you whatever um and this guy's getting the fucking way and so it's just like yeah let's just like peel back a little bit so you can spend all your time with me and then we'll like do a beach day once in a while you know we'll crack open a cold one you me and 40 will be great yeah joe feels incredibly possessive over love's time um which he is seems somehow entitled to um and it's not that 40 is somehow more entitled to love's time because like no one is um but 40 is her family and in love's eyes like 40 comes first which i can understand um, yeah, of and, course. Yeah. Like, it's, it is not surprising in Joe's eyes that he's like, but, but I, but I love you. So, like, I don't understand. Um, but it is still annoying nonetheless. 
Yeah. Um, Joe being himself, we get another flashback in this of, like, I don't know, it's something about, like, his mom leaving him in the grocery store, um, because she wants to, like, fuck this dude. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't oh know. Oh my god. But, what if all the times we were just like young and got lost in the grocery store, that was happening? And we just didn't know. Honestly. We were dumb kids. My life would make a lot more sense. Right? Like, actually, she would check out a lot more than it is right now. I, if, if that was the case, I should have been able to steal a lot more of those blue gummy sharks from the store as like reparations yeah um because i what i would give for one of those right fucking now i could fuck one of those right now (laughs) i love those things so much (laughs) i haven't had if i had a gummy shark i would fuck it (laughs) i haven't had one of those blue gummy sharks since i was like seven and i can my mouth is like watering right now (laughs) i can distinctly recall the like taste and texture of that right now yeah it's like I, the waxiest candy oh my god but it's in a really it's so gross it's good situation i okay total non sequitur but that is it's like the same texture as those like gummy burgers oh yeah do you remember those hell Holy yeah i do shit i had oh. a great childhood and <laughs> in, in terms of burger eating <laughs> gummy burger eating <laughs> And that's my only frame of reference for memories. Oh, man. What I would give for a gummy burger right now. And you could just, like, build it up, too. Oh, that shit was innovative as hell. Are you kidding me? Fuck. Mm. Who do I have to pay to get a gummy (laughs) burger in this town? (laughs) Will anyone please? I need to. Anyone please give me a gummy burger? I'm going to walk to the nearest dive right now, throw down a 20, and just be like, excuse me, bar wench. Please, a gummy burger is all I ask. <laughs> Give me all you got. They just hand you a pint of fucking <laughs> gummies. <laughs> just like a um, a bowl, but rather than bar peanuts, because Mr. Peanut died, it's just going to be all <laughs> gummy burgers. <laughs> yeah, you can't really do... Bar peanuts are kind of... It's too soon, you know, for bar peanuts. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little tasteless, so you gotta <laughs> It's just in mourning, in mourning right. instead of bar peanuts. Just now, for it's a just few weeks, gummy you know, just till it all blows over, you know. Yeah, can't really just. I think that's fair, honestly. I feel like that's the only <laughs> respectful decision that they can make. And <laughs> oh, and that, folks, is what you call a tieback. Um, yeah, baby. Ooh, okay. best in the biz. All right, so we've had some stress baking. We had some, oh, yes, okay, so uh, the weird dream, so Joe wakes up from that, like, weird-ass dream, Um, and he wakes up alone, Mm. Uh, um, and it's, (laughs) um, and he, it seems weird to him that he's alone, because his apartment is so small, um, but it's because Love is in the living room cutting her brother's hair at, like, the middle of the night. Which again, very sexual. This very sexual experience that's going yeah. on there, um, and again, also very sexual because when Joe comes out, Freddie's like, "What's up, old sport?" It's like, "Where am I?" Like, what? <laughs> very weird experiences here. Yeah. Can we talk about 
Oh, I guess before we can get to that, we need to talk about the South by experience. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, please tell me about the South by before we can get to the <sighs> Henderson break-in. So, as part of Joe's little ultimatum with love, he's like, all right, I'm going to just, like, have some bro time with Forty. Because he misses yes. you, but he also misses me, because I'm cool as hell. So we're gonna he's hang in out. love with me. <laughs> he's, he's so obsessed with me. It's super chill. Anyway, I'm gonna help him with his screenplay. And there's nothing in this world that Joe wants to do less. <laughs> yep. Than work on Forty screenplay. <laughs> and so we like they they wait, they workshop it together. It's the worst thing he's ever seen in his life. And even he was like, this is a very unfeminist, in his little internal monologue, he's like, this is a very unfeminist horror film, because, like, 40 is like, ah, they all die, all the women die at the end, obviously. That's a right. great twist. That's cinema, baby. And it's like, what the fuck? Are we doing the feminism card now, Joe? Are we supposed to pretend like you're a woke king? What? I guess. Go sure. off, sis. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, anyway, he's like, God, get me out of here. And Forty's like, let's fucking go all night long, baby. I can just, I got shit just flying off the dome. Ugh, God. Meanwhile, Joe's like, all right, hear me out. This is perfect. You should take a red eye right now <laughs> and leave <laughs> and go bitch it to someone. Really make your move on him, you know? You thought, you've been sitting on this idea for what, a week? Too long. Go. You gotta go. You gotta strike while the iron's hot. You know, you can't work on this. You can't edit this. Fucking get out of here. Come on. I love it. And then he, he does. He, <laughs> he just does do goes that. to South By. Because he loves Joe so much. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I, God. I just love the idea that he's like, you know what, actually? I do. I right. do need to go to South by. Thank you yeah. so much, Joseph. I am. You're right. Of course. Um, and so of course, like he right before he goes to Henderson's, um, he goes to get a quick pep talk from Will. Um, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go. Um, he got all these photos were there. The only thing I can possibly do is go to Henderson's and tell him, like, you're a bad man. And I'm the only one that's going to be a little sad boy. And the only person that's going to save this is me. But the last possible thing that he can do before he goes to Henderson's is he runs into love who tells him, hey, fuck you. I can't see you right now because I have to go to South by to chase my brother because you told him (laughs) That he needs to go to South by and I can't possibly let him go alone because it's a disaster and like a temptress for his sobriety. So I have to go too. Thank you so much, Joseph. Mm, Love that. So now he's all alone and he's going to Henderson's to do crime, but (laughs) just do a casual little crime twist. Ellie is also at Henderson's. The idea being that they were supposed to be this, like, evening screening of, like, somebody's film or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's Henderson, and so, like, there wasn't a screening. Um, And so he offers her some, like, watermelon juice or something, and he gets himself a drink, 
But before he gives it to her, he does just like, he gives it just a little bit of a spike. Just an amuse-bouche of a roofie. Just a little bit, just a little la roofie, you know? A little bit. Nothing to, you know, cry home to mama about, you know? And just a little. And this is when things get like really buck wild. Like because instantaneously. <laughs> because Joseph comes out of nowhere and decides that he's also going to spike the drinks. And fucking spikes Henderson's with like a much higher dose. And right, so of course. Ellie ends up just like, I don't know, like napping on the couch, I guess. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing that seems like dangerous, I guess. Right. Whereas when Henderson wakes up, he is like in the secret room and is like tied to a chair. Yeah, and blindfolded. Yeah. Like the whole the whole And Joe's thing. just like screaming at him. <laughs> <laughs> the second he wakes up, he's just yelling. <laughs> Apparently not loud enough, or maybe the secret room is just, like, soundproofed enough that (laughs) Ellie can't hear. Right. But he is just, like, football yelling. Just, like, running around, just, like, yelling. Like, Because this is his crusade. He's like, this is a crime that I'm going to solve, because Ellie's my child now and i have to you know this is my daughter sir this is this is my kid (laughs) i you see this kid is my kid i took this kid it's my kid this is my ward i don't understand (laughs) i have to i have to fight this fight that i intentionally fucked up so bad um but yeah so he's just like yelling and screaming and then he takes off henderson's blindfold and meanwhile he has like a a henderson mask on his face it's like like a flat just one of those little flat eyeless like cardboard cutout masks that people make of other people but it's of henderson so he's just like looking straight at his own goddamn face (laughs) and it's it's so awful and also he abandons that so quickly oh yeah he has this whole guise of like you're not gonna know who i am dude whatever um but the second he's like i can get some sort of glory out of this by telling you i told you so or whatever or like you know making you confess to your crimes he's just like immediately rips it off it's like it's me it's me from that party that we hung out at that one time yeah and henderson's like wait what the fuck i just met you like a couple days ago right (laughs) you are you weirdo You were with Forty, who made a scene at my house. What the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. I, yeah, this was so weird. And the show writers must have been like, holy shit, we're going to make this, like, super symbolic. We're going to make Joseph wear a mask of Henderson. And then Henderson's going to say, we're the same. While Joe's, like, going to yell and scream and be like, no, we're not the same. I... I've never seen quite a reach like this in my days. <laughs> as audacious and ridiculous as this. They are trying so, so hard out of not like fragments of any any plot or anything that would lead to something like this at all. Nothing has been leading to this. And they're just like, oh, 
Henderson's had a bad childhood, you know? So that's why he's taking photos of underage girls, obviously. Because he had a fucking parents that hated him and hit him and all this shit. And it's like, I'm just like you, bucko. It's like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Are we doing right now? I had Sorry? no sympathy for this man. No. Who is this man? Both, sorry at both man. turns, they are, yeah, sorry to this man, I don't know. <laughs> sorry to these men, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, they are trying so hard with their fucking half-ass little flashback fucking sentimental bullshit that it's just like, don't you get it? Don't you see? I don't Don't see. you see? I, I can't They're read, so sorry. Simil- <laughs> I can't read, I can't, I can't read. see. I don't know. <laughs> Um, because none of this is adding up. It's just like, oh, I'm gonna reveal some past trauma, and that's why you are a really bad dude. Like, objectively bad, criminally and legally bad. Don't you get it? No. Fuck you. I I don't care, Henderson, that you have one ball. (laughs) You're just a bad dude. Yeah. Listen, if his fucking villain origin story was that he was just really self-conscious about having one ball... I would be down with that. Yeah. I would I, ride that shit out. Yeah, you didn't need to, like, be this kind of an asshole and, like, take photos of women and, like, drug them. You could right. just... I mean, there's a lot of other villains that have just been insecure about their masculinity. That would right. have been enough. Yeah, really, you, you're good there. That's it. That's all you need. There have been more villains with a lot less, truly. Right. You know how many people are just, like, living their lives, not doing crimes, and have had trauma? Talk to two people on this podcast. Hello. Yeah, hi. just, like, living our lives. People are out, everyone's out here living their lives, not doing crimes and murders. Yeah. And I... still had bad shit. Right. So, I'm not really gonna believe your little fucking aha moment that's just like, oh, of course. Right. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Anyways, so Joe obviously had to kill this man. Right. <laughs> he knew too much. <laughs> he knew too much, and, like, as soon as Joe... I, like, I knew Joe was gonna kill this man anyways, yeah. but then he took off his mask, and I was like, oh, okay, so, like, he is gonna die. Yeah. Um, but I did not expect the way that Henderson died. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like a fucking Roomba. <laughs> yes, so like Henderson tries to escape, and there's like a little bit of a tussle, and then he falls down these stairs, like cracks his head open or something, and then dies in like his own blood. Right. So Joe's Very like, well, rock. it was super punk rock, really great. So Joe spends this time and he's like trying to come up with a story about how he can get out of this of like all right so henderson like attempted suicide and then he was like all right i never mind and then as he was trying to do that he like fell down the stairs however as he was trying to like clean stuff up because i think he like goes up the stairs grabs stuff to clean up and then comes back down and the fucking roomba is already trying to clean stuff up and is just moving all of the blood everywhere. And that's when things get, like, real fucked up. And this is why Joseph is so bad at crime. Yeah. He's so bad. And so he's trying to, like, clean stuff up and be super careful. And I think 
there was something in the blood. Did he, like, drop his phone in the blood or something? There was something that he dropped that I was like, Jesus, I got so angry about it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he's leaving prints all over the place. Yeah. Um, But he grabs some stuff. He, like, grabs headphones um, and something else. Anyways, he grabs some stuff um, and makes sure that, like, Ellie is good um, and all the, like, Ellie's fine. Anyways, he goes back to the storage locker, makes sure that he is, like, fine and so far he's only done two murders, four episodes, so, like, we're doing okay. <laughs> Pretty okay. <there>. <laughs> um, and then it, like, cuts back to... Is, did we meet the cop in this? I feel I like think I'm... so. I think okay. it's the first time we saw him. Because he had his, like, garbage bag. Yes. With the cop. Because um, he gives him the headphones. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was like, oh, okay. So you just, like, gave him the fucking evidence, which is right. awkward. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Definitely won't come back to bite you in the ass. <laughs> And then, at the end, it goes back to Austin. Forty is, like, with love. We find out that there's this, like, total hottie with a body that he has met. And it's fucking, of course, it's Candace. What a fucking reveal. I hooted and hollered. I was so excited about this. I'm so ready for this bitch to destroy his life. Yeah, so... She's so pretending to be Amy, a yeah. woman named Amy, um, and I'm. I cannot wait to see where this goes. Oh my god! Because they have to hang out all the time because Forty doesn't have boundaries. Of course, yeah, and he loves Joseph. So and, and fucking Candace is just gonna take the piss out of Joe forever. I cannot wait. Oh god, I'm so excited. <sighs> Yeah, I'm, I cannot wait to see where this goes from here. So, next week, we are on to You, Episode 5. Hey-o. Uh, and I'm curious to see where it goes from here. Um, I forgot to pull a link for our patrons. So, should we go to a good old reductress? Ooh, of course. Okay. Shout out to our newest patron, Rebecca Cullen, who's going to be um, from Reductress, why I stopped online dating and started fingering (laughs) my own ass. Yeah. In an alternate universe, that would be Anastasia Seal. Honestly, (laughs) I agree. She would deserve it. Uh, Shout out to Elizabeth Swan. Damn. Who's gonna be how to root for yourself like white people rooting for Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Alright. Shout out to Amy Taylor. Yeah. Who's going to be this very specific Twilight one of... (laughs) How to sage your vagina after Tyler's negative energy dick. Oh, my God. 
fantastic. Shout out to Mulch Gray. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. Um, who's gonna be? Is this cat chunky? Chonky or very, very sick. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they separated the letters of chonky. Yeah, chonky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shout out to Rebecca Steele. Yeah. Who's going to be, uh-oh, Rich Friend is picking the restaurant. <laughs> Shout out to Kelly Beck. Pew, pew. Who's going to be Vagina also participating in Dry January, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Shout out to Janae Jasper. Our official intern. Yeah. We actually Uh, hired her. (laughs) We actually hired her to do work, which we will talk about after this. Yeah. Uh, Who's gonna be how to get the thick, possibly cursed eyelashes of a vintage baby doll? Oh, so good. Shout out to Sophia Salinger. Pew, pew, pew. Who's gonna be? I was denied treatment because our healthcare system is broken, and also my nurse was filming a TikTok. <laughs> Oh, God. My actual worst nightmare. There's so many nurses on TikTok. It's alarming. And I went to high school with all of them. Oh, my God. Uh, It's it's so scary. I don't know how that happened. All right. Shout out to Erin Salinger, who's gonna be uh, daytime makeup looks that'll dunk on everyone at this Marshalls. Nice. Hell, yeah. Um, is this... Am I at Taylor? Yes. Shout out to Taylor Brown Town Lautner. Pew, pew, pew. Who's gonna be? How to make your thin hair look thicker by wearing this $6 Elvis wig from Party City. Oh my god. The picture on it's, this. Yeah, no, I, I'm very familiar with this wig. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Okay, um, all right. And last but certainly not least, shout out to Katie Weber. Who's gonna be how to snag a man when you have a chesty cough like a mastiff's bark. Oh my gosh. Uh, which really resonates with me right now. Yeah, it's a big mood. Can you tag yourself on a reductress article, please and thank you? Um Ooh, yes. Four cute decorating tips to brighten up the space use as a live-in garbage can. <laughs> That's great. That's just um, like when the January depression hits. That's that's, that's the mood. Yeah. Um, I'm... There are so many this time. <laughs> I'm debating between two, but I think I'm gonna go with relaxing tea blends for when you need to shit. <laughs> Uh, I think that one really speaks to me. Yeah. Um, the honorable mention was breaking. You cry when you see babies now. Uh, <laughs> but that was kind of always me. So, yeah. um, okay. The last thing before we get into fanfic corner, um, can you update folks on why we are paying Janae Jasper now? We are paying Janae to do our transcripts. We are Woo! getting the ball rolling 2020. Let's fucking go dudes. 
So by the time you hear this, we will have uh, a few done already available to read uh, for like accessibility reasons, or if you just want to like, I don't know, read the words that we said three years ago. That's fun, I guess. Uh, But yeah, that's something we're going to be rolling out pretty consistently. um, And that is because of your generous support to our Patreons. The money that we are using this year directly and and like throughout the past couple of years is directly going to funding our transcript backlogs and also will yeah. eventually be going to our current ones as well. Um, mm-hmm. And that was our goal for this year and like immediately was able to get the ball rolling on that, um, which is super exciting. It That yeah. is something that we've wanted to do for years now and we finally have the funds to be able to be able to not only just like do an episode but do it sustainably Mm -hmm. um which was like our goal was not just to like do one and then stop but like yeah be able to do it for a longer term um and it's exciting to be able to have those finally yeah uh, for like year long like years long backlog which is awesome so ah it's like a a relief i would say um because we just talk so fucking much you know it's, it's good. It makes me happy. <laughs> All right. So I have our fan fiction for this week. Hell yeah. This one is a, it's an oldie I'm bringing to the space. This is from fanfiction.net. It is by the author Len Hawk. The title is I Dreamt of Her. And sure. it was published on December 8th of 2012. Which I know is hard for me to believe as well, but that was eight years ago. Stop. Hey, stop. Which means that as of this summer, as of this June, I will have graduated high school eight years ago. Uh, Which makes you want to die. All right. so the summary of this is, A painter helps a beautiful Twilight actress, Kristen Stewart, in the city. She is thanked generously for her actions. Um, the ship is a Femme O.C. and Kristen Stewart. And here we go. A warm... D- oh, also, um, I will say before I start reading that the author has decided that instead of cafe, they are spelling it as C-A apostrophe F-E. So it's <laughs> cafe. 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 Uh, <laughs> Um, And so I will be reading it as such because I think that that is delightful and also beautiful. All right. Fantastic. A warm day in the city, I was heading to the usual place, a small cafe on the corner of Bork Street. I normally enjoy going to that cafe to look for inspiration while on my break. I have a job on the city streets. I create giant murals on the concrete, usually colorful, depending on the area, but in my downtime I like sitting in the park and sketching the sights, whether it be people or scenery. It's very relaxing and nobody seems to have a problem with it. Right now my mind was on one thing, a warm drink and a soft chair to sit in. Entering the cafe, I got a humble greeting from Alyssa. She worked at the counter, nice girl. I ordered the usual and melted into the comfortable chair and closed my sore eyes in the corner. Away from everyone's eyes, I enjoyed the solitude. I opened my eyes when I heard a small commotion going into the small cafe. Everyone was running to the window and screaming. I walked outside, and people from all over were pouring in. What the hell is going on, I asked. The man left of me. Oh my god, it's Kristen Stewart. She's here, he replied in an overly excited manner. 
I had no idea who she was, but I pushed him out of the way to get a look. I saw her in the middle of the huge crowd with a very stressed expression on her face. I could tell easily that she didn't like being swarmed by people. Who would? I made my way through the screaming crowd to her. Once I got to her, I grabbed her hand and led her through the swarm of bloodsuckers. <laughs> Once we got outside the mass of people, she turned to me. Hey, thanks, man. I owe you one. She jogged off to her ride and drove off. I felt a rough push on my back, a woman with a pissed off look staring down at me. What you got to do that for? Now she's gone. I shot her a similar look and replied, how would you like being crushed by a crowd of psychotic fans? I did her a favor. I pushed past her back into the cafe, gathered my things and walked home. When I got home, I threw my bag on the floor, took off my pants and shoes, flopped down on the bed and just crashed. I was so tired. I dreamt of her and scene. Okay. And that is where I will leave it. But I will say that this person keeps dreaming of her. And Whoa. then something wild happens. Whoa. I know. Okay. Yep. So lots of wild dreams in store for this one. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, as we say in Seattle. Get bit. And get whipped. Ooh. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krause, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausefilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, who you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone